The D-Bags are going to the World Series. What's a better birthday gift than that? You are locked on Diamondbacks. Your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Baseball fans, welcome to Locked On MLB, a live stream crossover with Locked On MLB and Locked On Diamondbacks. Oh, wait a second. Did I misspeak? Locked On National League champion Arizona Diamondbacks. This is the Daily Podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. There's my lower third. You can call me Sully. I'm an Emmy-nominated television producer who's been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade now. And we are going into the fifth World Series for me on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Follow us on Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast Instagram. Please, please support us and follow us on the YouTubes, but we are here. We're live. We already, I'm already seeing a couple of eyeballs bouncing up there. I'm already seeing a couple of comments coming up here. Uh, I texted my buddy Miller Thomas and said, should we do a podcast today? And you said, mm-hmm. oh yeah. So Miller Thomas, why don't you introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Miller Thomas, host of the NL Champs podcast, the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast, because of course, we're going to the World Series. Follow me on Twitter at CareerThomas24 for the personal account. Please look up Locked on Dimebacks on Twitter, Instagram, and please follow Locked on Dimebacks on YouTube. And, of course, we're on all your podcasting platforms. Wow. Um, first of all, I got a uh, I got a text from my mom at the last out that God, said, way to go, Millard. Way to go, oh, Millard. So there you man. go. There's Dr. Edie said, so we're already getting some comments going on here. Uh, and look at this, uh, Adam Scott Bristol, who's an everyday Sully says Millard must be pumped. Congrats oh. to the D backs and Jeff Cohen, who is uh, a diehard, uh, Mets fan who's probably happy that the Phillies have been eliminated. He says, hello, Millard. And to you too, Sully, uh, Nick Dunbar says, let's go snakes. And Ooh, Isaac Harlan is coming in deep with let's go Rangers here. Well, Hey, Hey, this is a good situation to be in. Um, all right, Miller Thomas. Uh, this was one of the best postseason games we've had, uh, this year. Uh, Mm -hmm. if what's his doodle for the, the poor schmuck who they brought up for on the bench for the Phillies to come up. All right. Seasons on the line (laughs) cave. Yeah. 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 Get on base cave. Because uh, if he did, you would have Schwarber coming up as the tying run. I'm sure you were happy with the end result. Uh, mm-hmm. Diamondbacks win, doubled up the Phillies 4-2 to two in a game where the Phillies had the lead in the fifth inning. And uh, it just looked like uh, it looked like it was going to be the Phillies' night at that point. And lo and behold, uh, the D-backs came back. Tell me your initial thoughts of this, uh, this absolutely fabulous turnaround for the for the Diamondbacks at first when I saw Jay Cave up there I was like D-backs are going to the World Series because I was like Jay Cave is not doing anything in this moment sorry Jay Cave but I, I was in you know I'm, I've been in awe for like two hours now Sully I've been buzzing to hop on a podcast and just talk about it because I cannot believe what I just witnessed 
from the D-backs in back-to-back games at Citizens Bank Ballpark. Everyone said it was impossible. My YouTube comment section has been blown up with Philly fans. D-backs have battled back in the series. You guys look good. But going back to the bank, down 3-2, it's over for you guys. Jeff Passan, after Game 5, was tweeting, the D-backs are doing the wave. This series is over Bump all that because the D-backs battled back in the last two games. They were able to shut down the top of this Phillies offense. Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper went cold. You saw Corbin Carroll, the rookie of the year. He was phenomenal the first two postseason rounds. Struggled for most of the NLCS until game seven when he woke up. The D-backs were able to do so many different things. The pitching was phenomenal in back-to-back games. Merrill Kelly in game six. And then, of course, the rookie, Brandon Fott, was what he's been able to do the last two postseason games. Truly historical and legendary. Really, the last three postseason starts, going back to that clincher against the L.A. Dodgers. Once again, phenomenal against this Phillies team. And then the bullpen Not just the last two games, the whole postseason has been phenomenal. So many different variables for the D-back to win this game tonight. Uh, I'm in awe, Sully. I can't believe the the answer backs lived up to this to to their name once again, once again in both game six and game seven. And now that they're headed to the World Series, I I need to make sure I get a credential and go to one of those games, Sully. Well, well, yeah, but and by the way, uh, use game time for that, but um, not a sponsor for today's episode. Uh, remember, you and I talked on the episode that we dropped on Sunday that said, you, this series isn't over. Everyone was talking about it was mm-hmm. over. And you and I talked about the ways that the D-backs could come back. And the the two main things that I pointed out was they could get a good, you know, Nola was due for a bad start. Nola was excellent this whole postseason, including mm-hmm. the first game against Arizona uh, earlier in the series. He didn't have a good start. And the other yeah. thing was, I said, okay, if they got a good start out of Kelly and he did fine. And I, and do you remember what I also said? I said, if Carol, Carol was the key, if yeah. Carol woke up, then that that because he was dreadful the first four or five games of the series mm-hmm. and he was a complete non-factor but you also brought up a point which was they need to get the stolen base game back yeah because the stolen base game was dormant the first uh five games and boy oh boy were they just you know, they were running left and right and i'll just say one more quick thing the the person who i think who who owned october today Mm-hmm. The star pitcher for today, he didn't get the win. He didn't get the save. So his his contributions may float out into the ether, float out towards Saturn. However, Ginkle's performance, getting those yep. five outs, three of them were strikeouts, getting out of that key inning where he was, you know, where uh, Sal Frank, who mm-hmm. is 14 Struggle years old. Ball. And yeah. made, he's made 10 regular season appearances and 10 postseason appearances. Um, I don't think it's exactly, but it's something crazy like that. Uh, he pitched him into trouble. And mm-hmm. you and I both thought this was the inning where the Phillies were going to go nuts. Yeah. And, or at I least thought- I did. No, I'm right there with you because there's so many times I thought this Phillies offense was going to wake up, deliver that big hit, bring the time run to the plate. And 
time and time again, the D-backs were able to get out their jam. And like you said, the D-backs were not afraid to extend those relievers tonight. Like you saw with the Kevin Ginkle, he had to put in some overtime work because he's been so nails this postseason. This is a guy who struggled a couple years ago. Back in 2019, debuted with the D-backs, looked really good, thought he could potentially be the close of the future, struggled the next couple years, bounced between AAA and the D-backs, never really found his footing until this season where he really emerged. And now you saw what he did in this postseason. He's going to make himself some decent money. Look like a great setup man. Two, of course, Paul Seawald, who was a fantastic trade deadline day pickup by Mike Hazen. The closer position has been such a weakness for this D-backs team the last few years. You go look yep. at their save situations. They've been awful. You can say it's been their biggest weakness during the D-backs uh, run since 2020. Paul Seawald has been nails this postseason. Him and Kevin Ginkle have yet to allow an earned run. The D-backs bullpen, which has been an issue for this team the last few years, has been nails this entire postseason. And against this Phillies offense at Citizens Bank Park, the last two games, Game 6 and Game 7, mm-hmm. uh, Toy Lavello went with his best guys, and they were able to get the job done repeatedly. All right, well, we're going to go to a quick break, and we're going to answer our trivia question, which I forgot to do here, because uh, I have a new trivia question. Uh, at Diamondbacks, uh, trivia question going on here, but the question I had was a pitcher on the Rangers has joined a select group of people who has now been on the active World Series roster in three straight years with three different teams. Which, and he's the first pitcher ever to have that happen. Who is it? What pitcher is Mr. World Series? And uh, wait, someone, someone who got it right? Uh, I think it was uh, Court Stell got it right. And um, one other person got it right. Well, uh, uh, Jake Alexander got it right. And John Murphy Jr. got it right. It's Will Smith. Not mm-hmm. that Will Smith, not the other Will Smith, but the Will Smith who got the final out of the 2021 World Series for Atlanta was on the Astros active roster. He was on the roster. But he didn't get into a game in the World Series last year. But he's on the roster for the Texas Rangers this year. So he has a chance to win his third straight World Series ring with his third different team. It would have been a lot easier to phrase this if he actually got into a game in last year's World Series. But I digress. It's tough to have that much sympathy for him, seeing that he's trying to collect his third straight World Series. Well, look, at we're going to talk a little bit about the looking forward to the World Series matchup, figure out what the heck happened to the Phillies and mm-hmm. seeing if there needs to be any shopping done. And speaking of shopping, do you know what? I'm going to be making some quality food over the next bunch of days because it is time for the World Series. And that means I got dinner prepared. We have people coming over, we're going to eat the best food. But do you know what? What about getting cash back for your grocery shopping? Your body is here to give you cash back and help make sure that that World Series spread is complete because who wants the fixins without the dip? Do you know what? Here's the deal. Starting November 1st, which, by the way, there will be World Series being played on November 1st. For the fourth year in a row, your body is giving 100% cash back on your grocery and food needs and later for thanksgiving as well just add the offers in the apps to redeem for everything you need to make your world series spread complete 
All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipts. And Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. So you make sure you're getting the best defeat of inflation, no matter what you're purchasing. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. Can't really use them. You body, you get cash. Then you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards, which is going to come in handy in the holiday season. You can get cash back on hundreds of online brands as well. Retailers, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Download the Ibotta app now and use code MLB to get 100% cash back for all your fixings. This World Series starting November 1st. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the free Ibotta app and use code MLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A at Google Play or the App Store and use promo code MLB. Who else is in? We got a bunch of people who are commenting. We're doing this one live. Uh, oh, oh, we got snakes on a plane, says little E. That's right. They're flying to Texas right now. Jeff Cohen keeps writing. Jeff Cohen has been a bunch of stuff right here. And he he is saying it's not much of a prediction. It should be an epic World Series. Let <laughs> yeah. me tell you something. If you went to oh, FanDuel, you would have made either a fortune or losing all your money making bets on the Diamondbacks because – Remember, I thought both the Rangers and the Diamondbacks were going to get swept in the wild card round. Yeah, and honestly, we can go back and probably look at some of those odds. That's probably a great podcast idea. I think the D-backs were, if I want to remember, they were like plus 20,000 or something insane just to make it to the World Series before the season started. Now, look at, um, I, I was... I, I'm not. I can't even remember because this has been such a. We, you and I jumped right on here. We didn't really d- have a lot of time to prepare. Yeah. I, I've been very yeah. critical of Tori Lavolo mm-hmm. this postseason, especially of how he's been pulling the pitchers. I think way too soon, mm-hmm. and I think and I, and I killed him for pulling fat while he uh, fought while he was um, pitching a masterpiece the other day. But you know, I can't criticize him too much. Because he's handled the pitching staff to the point where, say it with me, they're in the World Series. Yeah. Now, I have to, I have to say, the the turn there, there's if you take a look at the series, two home runs were the big turnarounds. Mm-hmm. Thomas's home run to tie the game in Game Four. Because remember, what the Phillies were up five to two in that was it five yeah, to two up, or five to yeah. three? It was to, five uh, to two. And they would have been up three games to one with Zach Wheeler on the mound. Yeah. Who was I dominant mean, in this game, too. In the little yeah, time and, he was great, and he was great out of the bullpen today um, I, I with a little bit of help from his defense. But, yeah. uh, I, you know, when you think about how fast this team, uh, this team turned this around, this is reminiscent of the Jim Leyritz home run in the 96 World Series or the Spezio home run in the 02 World Series or even to a less, even, you know, to a stranger degree, the poppy grand slam against the Tigers when the Tigers are the verge of going up oh. 2-0 back to Detroit. You that know, the best moment in my life. But th- th- when you saw just the entire series turn at that moment, 
But mm-hmm. to me, the real, and I think it will be an underappreciated moment, but the Tommy Pham home run in game six mm. with, you the know, the, well, you know, the, the, the Pham, yeah, the back-to-back, yes, but the Pham home run, I think, was significant for this reason. The storyline was already written. Good mm-hmm. for the Diamondbacks. They showed some guts there. Those two come from behind victories. Pat you on the back. Nice little boy. But Wheeler shut him down. They're back to Philadelphia for a coronation, basically. And the fam home run took that crowd out. The yeah. fam home run, the Guriel home run was kind of like a, a two by four. But like, it was like, oh, wait a minute, we're behind. And you take a look at from that moment to the end to the end of the series, the Phillies offense, who could score at will in the first t- couple of games, scored what was it, a total of three runs the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. And you could see today they were pressing. They were when what's it? What was it? Was it who was it? Was it Marsh or was it Castellanos who started smashing his bat when he struck out in uh, from the Ginkle? Uh, you remember what? Or was it Stott? I forget who it was. I don't remember who it was. Either. But they were the, the last two innings. They were swinging at balls all over creation. Yeah, and I think like that they, they were. They played this tight. They played today tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that point because we go back and look at the series. Like the D backs really struggled to get the opposing starter out the game early. When we looked at where the D backs were scoring their runs, it was all seventh inning on. The D backs had to wait to get the the bullpen um, to get any sort of offense going. And really, the D backs kind of needed a little Merrill Kelly, not excuse me, not Merrill Kelly, need a little Craig Kimbrell to get that offense going in games uh, both three and four because Craig Kimbrell, you, you could just say, you could put the loss on Craig Kimbrell if you want in this series because I think the D-backs offense really decided to wake up when Craig Kimball came in both of those games in three and four. But like you said, in game six, we had yet to really get to any opposing starter in this series and seeing Tommy Pham get the party started early, I think just set the tone for the D-backs the rest of that game. And then we saw in game seven, the D-backs score in the first inning and once again are off to the races in that one. And I think establishing the offense early, striking first against the Phillies who we've seen them that first game at Cincinnati Bank Park, right? With Zach Allen on the mound, first pitch to Kyle Schwarber, home run to right field. And it feels like the, the, the Phillies are off to the races immediately, and it feels like it could be a blowout in that kind of situation. The D-backs were able to do that to the Phillies, punch them in the mouth first, let them see what it feels like to fight through that adversity and come back. And doing it at your home ballpark, it just adds a, a, another level of pressure. If you're that Phillies offense with that payroll going against the D-backs in that game seven, I think you are feeling that a little bit. I think you're starting to choke up the bat a little bit more knowing what's on the line in that game seven going against a team that, like you said, everyone has already written them off and already has penciled you in to the World Series. By the way, I want to just point one thing out. Cubs. The Chicago Cubs finished one game behind the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. The Cubs, who, you know, there's a couple of lessons we can learn from this pennant. Uh, and I want to cover that and answer some of these questions that are flying in the comments section. But you got the, you know, I look at, I know you're still just swimming and your your head is is doing somersaults over the fact that the Diamondbacks are in the World Series for the first time since George W. Bush was president. But um, the, the Rangers are coming up. 
Yeah, and they're scary. Yeah. This is I and and both are scrappy underdogs. This is a matchup of scrappy underdogs. Uh mm-hmm. and I think the you know the Rangers are a 90 win team. Uh they're they are a playoff team in any era. Um what makes you most nervous about them going forward? Their offense, because if you go back and listen to all our crossovers during the season, I've been in on the Rangers as a dark horse from day one when they signed mm-hmm. to ground, just because I look at that offense. I'm a guy that I look at offense first when it comes to sports, basketball, football, baseball. I'm always drawn to offense first. And that Rangers offense is deadly from the Seagirts to the Simeons. And of course, the hottest man on the planet right now, Adolis Garcia with what he's doing, ribby after ribby, home run, grand slam. He's doing it all. The slugging is immense from Garcia. They have so many dudes like the Phillies offense. That Rangers lineup is deep. You have stars and studs galore. When you have guys like Nathan Lowe who can get you a big home run in a spot in a postseason game, I think the offense is what scares me most when I look at that Rangers lineup. And they're healthy. They're healthy right now, with the mm-hmm. exception of you know, DeGrom, of course. And, hey, yeah. speaking of staying healthy. Yes, that's right. Let me talk to our listeners about – this thing that everyone needs in case of uh, emergency, I'm talking about Jace Medical because Jace Medical now offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medicine kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians, get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created, doctor-recommended. So go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. A little slow with the bumper there. Um, by the way, let's answer a couple of our comments we have going on here because we've got a bunch of people finally. We've got a bunch of people who are watching us on the live stream. And um, oh, let's uh, let's get the Jace Medical out of there. I'm sorry. Live stream, live stream. Um, let's see. Uh, this one is from Justin Lamas who says, Sully Miller, I'm an LA supporter feeling blue here. What do we need to do in the offseason to get back to World Series like you guys? Ha ha ha. Um, you know, I don't get some better pitching. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not interested in talking about the Dodgers. I don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> um, uh, uh, did the D, uh, this is Nick Dunbar said so the D backs have the best offseason and midseason acquisitions. The Gurriel, uh, Moreno trade was so good, and Seawald has been lights out. Yeah, I will say I think Mike Hazen had the best offseason trade with the Dalton Bar Show for Gabriel and for Gabriel Moreno and Lord Guriel. I think that was a fleece. But I do want to say our girl Kim from the Miami Marlins, I think she had the best trade deadline because Jake Berger and Josh Bell down the stretch were absolutely phenomenal to get them into the postseason. So sad to see her go. 
A little E writes, D-backs can thank the Braves for making Philly think they were invincible. That is true. And, hey, how could you not with their home record, right? But, you know, records are made to be broken, right? That's the old common cliche, and that's what the D-backs did back-to-back games. Game 6 and Game 7 ripped the hearts out of Philly fans at the bank. By the way, uh, Justin Lamas, our L.A. supporter, uh, did write this as well. Uh, Harper, Turn, Castellano, Schwarber, all invisible in game six and seven. And Kimbrell was the MVP yes, in Phoenix. I agree. Yes, Justin. Justin, I agree with that point. Every time Craig Kimbrell came in, I was like, yes, the D-back offense is going to get going. He was so bad this postseason. His velocity was down. I think the D-backs hitters were honestly more confident whenever they saw him coming out the pen. Yeah, I think that uh, uh, Mitch Williams right now is thinking, I'm off the hook in uh, Philadelphia. Um, but yeah, that's uh, uh, there was one other one. Oh, well, you know, Powered by Plants is, uh, uh, is talking a little smack. I'm just going to point out, he says, nobody likes the Rangers outside of South Oklahoma. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that, uh, Powered <laughs> by Plants. I Many of the San Francisco Giant fans that I know are going to be rooting big time for the Texas Rangers because of their love for Bruce Bochy. Uh, and Bochy was so popular in San Francisco and the idea of watching him uh, be the, you know, win another world series, by the way, uh, we'll get into, uh, I'm doing an episode tomorrow. We're talking about some of the manager, Mary Goround, uh, former Diamondbacks manager, uh, Bob Melvin is the new oh, Giants yeah. manager. So yeah. man, it's, it, it's, things are getting, uh, it's getting interesting. Um, by the way, uh, was it Love the Azul? Azul. Love the Azul uh, says nobody had Texas versus Arizona. I know I didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think D-backs fans have that. So I don't those, think two teams, those two teams just backed into the postseason dead from the neck up. Yeah, can uh, remember I am gonna- that. Yeah, can remember that Rangers losing streak. I know Bryce Patrick was just going crazy on this podcast being full sad boy. Well, let me just bring up one quick thing here. Um, there, there's been some truisms when people talk about the baseball criticism. It's the same teams every year. And if you're a bad team, there's no way you can climb out of a hole. Mm-hmm. Well, since the beginning of the 2010 season, there are 30 Major League Baseball teams and 16 of them have won a pennant. More mm-hmm. than half of them. Okay, and none so. of those teams, none of those 16 teams are called the New York Yankees. Okay. okay? Ease, Sully. Also, also, but, you know, you, if you're bad, you're going to be bad for a long time. It takes a long time to build up a, you know, to, to rebuild. In 2021, mm-hmm. and think it's about 2021, how Be-go. that was a long, long time ago. When someone says last year to me, I assume they're saying 2018. 2021, the Rangers were a 100-some-odd lost team. The Diamondbacks were a 100-some-odd lost team. And this year, they're facing each other in the World Series. And I want to throw that in the face of the Angels, who couldn't put together a team over how many years? Mm -hmm. And And now we're seeing... Now we're seeing some we're seeing some great young superstars are going to sh- have showcases. You know, Cattell Marte and Corbin Carroll have their World Series showcase that we have never had from Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. 
Yeah, and it also showed all you have to do is get hot in the postseason. Just make the dance, and then anything is possible. The baseball playoffs have been so crazy the last few years with who's made it out. We've seen so many wildcard teams. With You go back to last year, the Padres and Phillies were two wildcard teams that battled it out in the NLCS. All you have to do is make it to the playoffs now. 88 wins, 87 wins, 86 wins. I mean, what? How many wins did the D-backs have this year? I don't even remember. 84, they won 84, 84 85, something like that. 84 games this year, and now they're in the World Series. You don't, you could barely be above 500. You could be in the World Series now. It's not that hard. And like here's, here's one more lesson before we get to the trivia question. This is a lesson to everybody. If you see a hole on your team, and do you want not in the first couple of months, the first couple of months, basically starting Memorial Day, first couple of months, everyone's trying to figure out what you've got, you know, and but when you're two months into it and it's clear you have a glaring hole, fill it. You don't have to fill it with a blockbuster trade. If it's bad, put someone mediocre in there because mediocre is better than bad because saving a win here or a win there. Three extra wins for the Cubs, they're in the postseason. You know, three extra and I'm saying I'm saying three because I'm just let's just three would just sort of leapfrog any tiebreaker situation. You know, three extra wins for the Padres. They'd be in the they'd be in the playoffs right now. And so just if you see, hmm, we have a glaring hole here, then First, look within your farm. Can we fill it within farm? Is there someone floating around on waivers that we can use to make it? Mediocre is better than bad. If you have a glaring bad hole, fill it at least with something mediocre because who knows? That person may click. Yeah. But the Diamondbacks are in the World Series because they patched their holes at the right time. They didn't totally fall apart. And when push came to shove, they got the pitching that they needed. Yeah, and they didn't even patch the holes with superstars. They did it with guys like you threw in a Lords Guriel in that Moreno trade, who was really nice. And you throw in, uh, you go out and get Tommy Pham at the deadline, who was like the D backs didn't need a bat, but just adding another major leaguer, big boy veteran who had some big hits, like you mentioned earlier in the podcast in the postseason. All that together, like you don't always need a superstar every position. Sometimes you just need grown ups, uh, you know, at certain positions to win. Well, that's what we learned from the Braves a few years ago. When mm-hmm. they got Rosario and they got uh, um, Solaire, Solaire, they just you need a, you didn't need to make a blockbuster. You just need to make sure improve it a little bit. If you have something bad, make sure it's no longer a glaring hole. Patch those glaring holes and a win here, a win there, a couple of extra wins in April, and the Cubs are in the playoffs. Well, I'll tell you what, we're gonna. This has been a fun live. And by the way, thanks so much for having the the comments going and everyone uh the trivia question i have is this the the uh who's your closer again seawald yeah. uh, I, I because i was thinking of, i always said ginkle because he was so awesome today but no ginkle's not the closer seawald has a chance to uh be the closer in the post in the world series for the diamondbacks maybe pick up a save or two what diamondbacks pitcher has the most world series saves in their t- franchise history, which pitcher has the most saves as a member of the Diamondbacks in the World Series in their history? That's our trivia question. The bullpen closer who slammed the most doors in World Series history for Arizona. 
Send it along. Send it to Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. Or I'm your pal Simon Solid Baseball on Twitter, Solid Baseball Podcast, Instagram, or put it here on the YouTubes. Miller Thomas, where can people find you? Yes, please follow me on Twitter and on everything right now as we go on to cover the World Series at CreatorThomas24 for the personal account. Look up Locked on Dimebacks, both Twitter and Instagram. Please follow the YouTube Locked on Dimebacks on there. And, of course, we're on all your podcasting platforms. All right, talking about the National League champion, Arizona mm. Diamondbacks. Say it again, Sully. The National League champion, yeah. Arizona yes. Diamondbacks. One more time for good measure. The National League champion, mm-hmm. Arizona Diamondbacks. He's Miller Thomas. I'm your pal, Sully. Hey, do you want a fist pump for, until the World Series? Let's oh, go ahead yeah. and do it right now on a live stream. The National League champion. Arizona Diamondbacks. Sounds strange. <laughs>